So Money episode 402, Startup Week continues with Jason Graff. You're listening to So Money with award-winning money guru, Farnoosh Torabi. Each day, get a 30-minute dose of financial inspiration from the world's top business minds, authors, influencers, and from Farnoosh herself. Looking for ways to save on gas or double your double coupons? Sorry, you're in the wrong place. Seeking profound ways to live a richer, happier life? Welcome to So Money. Need a website? Why not do it yourself with Wix.com? No matter what business you're in, Wix.com has something for you. Used by more than 77 million people worldwide, Wix.com makes it easy to get your website live today. You need to get the word out about your business, and it all starts with a stunning website. With hundreds of designer-made customizable templates to choose from, the drag-and-drop editor, there's no coding needed. You don't need to be a programmer or designer to create something beautiful. You can do it yourself with Wix.com. Wix.com empowers business owners to create their own professional websites every day. When you're running your own business, you're bound to be busy, too busy, too busy worrying about your budget, your scheduling appointments, or to build a website for your business. And because you're too busy, it has to be easy. And that's where Wix.com comes in. With Wix.com, it's easy and free. Go to Wix.com to create your own website today. The result will be stunning. Hey, welcome back to So Money, everyone. Startup Week continues. We've got a wonderful guest today, the founder and CEO of Bestow, B-S-T-O-W. It is a forthcoming mobile app that's about to launch, rounds up your spare change, and shares it with a charity of your choice. Now, we've heard of companies kind of like this. You know, Acorns is a similar app. It rounds up your spare change and invests it in a mutual fund. And then there's also Digit. We've had on the CEO of Digit here, another young company where basically they look at your checking account, your spending, your income, your savings, your bills, and they suggest a nominal amount of money to save for you every few days. And uh, over the year, I think uh, Digit has saved millions and millions of dollars for its users. So these kinds of easy to use, on the go financial apps seem to be the future. And Jason Grad is the founder. He's here to talk all about the genesis for this idea. Now, Jason, after graduating from Vanderbilt University, he started his career as an IT manager and director of online sales at a company called Ever Ready Hardware. And then he joined Yelp as an elite account executive. And it was there that he really started to see that he had a real salesman quality. He was in the 1% out of 1,500 executives in total sales. In six months, he was able to generate over half a million in new business. So I think that's where he started to see that, you know what, I could probably probably survive on my own here. I'm really good at sales. And that's, of course, a huge asset to have when you're an entrepreneur. And in June 2015, Jason left Yelp to pursue his entrepreneurial dream to start bestow. So that was less than a year ago. Let's see how he's doing. Right now, Jason is in Tel Aviv, where he was accepted into the prestigious Barclays Accelerator powered by Techstar. So he's sort of incubating this idea, this app. I was kind of curious though, why Tel Aviv? What is this accelerator? How can other aspiring entrepreneurs take advantage of an accelerator? And then how did he actually make the jump from employee to entrepreneur? How did he do that 
in a financially feasible way. Like how much money did he have shored up in order to make that leap with some confidence? And this is cool. The nerdy thing that he used to do when he was a kid. And if you can relate, then maybe you too are destined for entrepreneurship. Here's Jason Grad. Jason Grad, welcome to So Money. I am excited to have you on the show. You've got a really cool app, my friend. Thank you. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. All right, Jason, tell me about Bisto, B-S-T-O-W. It's a new app that kind of reminds me of some of these other really cool innovative apps out there that are rounding our dollars up and taking the change and putting that either towards investments or savings. Bisto puts it towards charity. Very cool. Tell me how you came up with the idea and how it's doing as a company. Yeah, I saw the ALS Ice Bucket Challenge happen last year, and I figured that people pretty easily be incentivized to do good, just like a Facebook like or a share um, was was getting people to, to take action and started working on a solution. And within a few months, came up with the Roundup model uh, after seeing how it was playing out in the rest of the fintech space. And it's just a great way to just start giving really easily with very low barrier to entry and also kind of reminds you every day that you're doing a good thing. You know, I know that saving money, investing, there's a barrier there. Right? Like, it's not something that we uh, we want to do, that we f- remember to do. Do you find that's the same with charitable giving? I'm kind of surprised because I feel like that's something that we all would jump to do if we had the opportunity, if we also had the money. So, what are you really addressing psychologically with this app? I feel like charitable giving for a lot of people, especially millennials, is like a one time of year. Thing if you have enough money still. Um, and because it's that one time a year thing, there's also a big decision about where you want to donate it. So you have to do all this research about where you're investing to do the most good. But, you know, especially on that level where we're just doing it once a year, we're not really qualified to, to make those decisions. So um, I think the problem is the barrier to entry in terms of having to educate yourself just for this one time a year investment and also having to kind of, yeah, I mean, spend a lot of money or seemingly a lot of money just to mm-hmm. do good once a year and then not feel like you're getting continued value. That barrier to entry is just too high um, for people to to really execute on it. Okay. So I have to ask, as a an entrepreneur developing an app, it's kind of cool, right? Everybody wants an app idea. Everybody's like, I'm going to make the next $100 million app. Um, I think it was... Uh, the emoji app. What's it called? The one just got bought by a hundred million dollars. Bitmoji. It, Bitmoji, which I just learned about because I'm such an old fart, just got bought by Snapchat for a hundred million dollars. What does it take to develop a one hundred or just ten million dollar app that's valuation? Is is um bestow a potential million dollar app in valuation? And if it, and if it's not yet, how are you going to get there? Yeah, I mean you don't really build tech uh, as a full-time job unless um, you want to create value for a lot of people. I think the whole thing that we're trying to do is how do we create value for a billion people? And when we create that kind of value, the the rest will follow. Mm-hmm. Um, for us, we directly benefit and grow the company the more money that goes to charity. Uh, so my challenge is really aligned with helping make the world a better place through through charitable donations. Like, how are we going to make the company better today? How are we going to provide more value to these charities and their donors? 
What's your background, Jason? Um, I know, obviously, that uh, you have a background in technology, but um, did you always want to be an entrepreneur? I've always built things my whole life. I built my first computer when I was nine or ten years no old. No way. What? How does yeah. a nine-year-old where'd you get the where'd you get the equipment? How did you know how to do that? I went to the store and I just replaced <laughs> all the parts from my computer before that and just plugged them all in and it worked. And oh my gosh. Did you ever get from, made fun of for that? I feel like looking back, those smart, brilliant kids that stayed home and made computers, like they're making hundred million dollar apps. <laughs> it didn't really take long to make the first computer. It's kind of like Legos. Once you, <laughs> once you start working on it, uh, I got made fun of for plenty of things, but it wasn't for making my own computer. <laughs> um, been there, by the way. I was a total uh, nerd <laughs> growing up. So then, um, what gave you the cur- encouragement and the courage to leave work, your career, your sort of like more, you know, paycheck? guaranteed every two weeks to starting an app and starting a business. That's kind of scary, that jump. Yeah, I've always been, I've been building things for years, like I said, and I was coming up with ideas for companies for years and saw other people execute on the ideas and successfully get funding. I don't know if all those companies really panned out. Um, But with this idea, it just kind of made sense to me and it was for a great cause or many great causes. So it just made sense to kind of dive in and start working on it. And then when we started working on it, good things were coming our way. It started to validate the idea. And it was just time to fully commit myself to it. So I'm on the website now for Bestow, which is B-S-T-O-W app.com. And is it functioning yet? Because I, I noticed it says notify me when Bestow is ready. Does that mean that you're still like approving everyone individually or you're in beta? We're in a beta right now. Mm-hmm. Um, we built on a really rapid timeline. So I just left my job eight months ago. And then we built for a partnership on a, well, two months later, we started building on a part, uh, for a partnership on a two-month timeline and launched. And we've been in a beta for the, the last four or five months um, to validate some key assumptions. Mm-hmm. And now next month, we're going to let a lot more users onto the platform. Ooh, so I'm getting you ahead of all that. The calm before the storm. A good storm. I wouldn't call it calm. It's not calm, right? For me, it's calm. You're going crazy. Um, The causes that you list are huge ones we all know. Save the Children, UNICEF, American Cancer Society. Is is the goal, though, to get bestowed to a place where you can donate anywhere that you want? Or are you going to work with causes that are specific to bestow? You can donate to any of the 1.5 million nonprofits in the U.S. already. Mm. Awesome. Those those ones are just ones that I get asked about a lot. People are like, can I donate here? And I'm like, yeah. So I put them on the website to answer the question before it was asked. But um, soon you'll see we'll roll out a, a new product that will replace that site and clarify and have a lot more amazing causes listed. So I was reading an article recently about apps that are in the same uh, vein is yours, like Digit, Acorns, the idea being that you link a bank account to the app and the app monitors your spending, takes uh, every transaction, the rounds it up to the nearest dollar, takes the difference and change, donates it or rather transfers it to either in Acorns case, a mutual fund or with Digit, a savings account. In this case, Bestow, it would be the charity that you designate. The one hurdle that's still a challenge, according to this article, for some users is the idea of linking a bank account to these apps. 
Uh, do you find that millennials are just fine with giving away their financial uh, accounts to companies, apps that look legit? And do you think that we're a little too comfortable or that um, there's still even maybe a, a hurdle from, from your perspective? It really depends. For us, we focus on building world-class technology. Uh, that's a big part of the reason why we're currently working with Barclays and um, in their collaboration with the Techstars Accelerator is to build technology that's compliant by uh, world-class bank standards. So, f- yes, I think there's a barrier to entry for a lot of people. For us, how we counter that is by building awesome tech. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I think people are really just, you know, security is top of mind, I think, for anybody. Or at least if it's not, it should be because you just don't know. Uh, but uh, it's good to know that you're working with top-notch uh, incubators and you're Barclays is sort of like an incubator, would you say? It's an accelerator. It's accelerator. Um, is there a difference? Accelerator, incubator. I feel like they're used interchangeably, those words, but. Potentially. I mean, at the end of the day, it's a lot of companies coming together to build tech and, and pull from a network and a group of resources. Uh, so this, I mean, Techstars is an accelerator and uh, Barclays is powering the accelerator. And the reason I'm here in this specific one in Tel Aviv is specifically because this is where a lot of the cybersecurity talent is in the world. So three days a week, I have people try to pick apart our tech. Um, and it's, it's, it's weathering the storm. We are, we are very secure. Um, and like I said, that's why we're here. All right. So in a month, People should go up now and sign up, sign up, and then in, in a month, they'll hopefully be onboarded, and in a month, anyone can be onboarded. That's the hope, at least. Yeah, absolutely. I'll be onboarding people. I've been onboarding people along the way, but in a month, we're going to let a lot more users onto the platform. Wonderful. All right, Jason, let's ask you some personal money questions. I want to make you uncomfortable. Um, tell me a little bit about your personal financial philosophy. Do you have one? And how old are you, by the way? I'm 28. Okay, so you're still young, and uh, do you have by now a an overarching financial philosophy on how you personally um, use money, spend money, make money, anything like that? Yes, yeah, so most of my money goes toward bestow. I don't spend irresponsibly on anything else. Um, I don't put a lot of value on anything really fancy. But as far as my expenditures each day, I don't spend too much time thinking about small expenditures because I know that the work I could be doing during that time is worth 10 or 20 or even 100 times as much as the expense or the time I think about it. Mm -hmm. So when you do spend on your business, is anything goes because it's related to the business or do you, are there some things that you're not willing to spend on yet? So, yeah, I mean, that's a great question. Um, And I have this conversation a lot. I think the smartest thing that we do is every day we figure out what not to build and what not to spend money on. Um, And also every day we try to be generous with people around us because we know that uh, usually that kind of value comes back tenfold. And that really aligns with Bestow's mission of giving back every day. How are you planning on getting the word out? Obviously coming on podcasts. But here, um, this is it. This We're is done. this is it. Okay, <laughs> no pressure on my end to get the word out now. <laughs> done. Uh, I it's trust. A popular show, but you know, it's it's uh, <laughs> not exactly like the New York Times or anything. But um, 
I think that a lot of tech reporters and personal finance reporters will be very interested in this because, again, it speaks to some of the behavioral gaps that we have when it comes to donating. It's super tech friendly, you know, being able to address your financial wishes, whether it's saving, investing, donating on the go. And um, you can turn it on and off as you wish. But I think this is totally hitting um, a nerve, a good nerve in the marketplace. And hopefully it'll just... uh, you know, press will beget press, begets press, as they say. We've spoken so much about being fiscally healthy this week. It's also important to me and my family to be diet healthy as well. What if I told you that you could eat right and save time and money while doing it? I know it sounds too good to be true, but it's possible with PrepDish. PrepDish is a healthy subscription-based meal planning service that takes the guesswork out of grocery shopping and meal prep when you want to eat well, but you're short on time. Each week, you receive an email that contains a grocery list and instructions for prepping your meals ahead of time, and it only takes two hours to prep a whole week's worth of meals. But it gets even better. PrepDish is offering So Money listeners a special offer of $4 for the first month of meal plans. Just go to PrepDish.com slash SoMoney and use my code SoMoney one word when you sign up. They have this romesco baked salmon with roasted sweet potatoes recipe that I can't wait to try. And they have gluten-free, dairy-free, and paleo options as well. Go sign up today, prepdish.com slash so money and use my code so money for $4 for your first month. Moving on. Okay, let's talk about your childhood, Jason. In addition to being entrepreneurial as a kid and creative, building computers as you did, what would you say was your first experience really learning something substantial about money as a kid? (laughs) Oh, you laugh. This is going to be a good one. So I was always um, really clumsy growing up and it's not a good thing. And sometimes that would mean that what, like I like walking might... into walls and stuff. I do that oh, still. Oh, totally. Yeah, I still do that. Um, <laughs> but like sometimes I would accidentally break maybe my sister's thing or something like that from playing with it wrong, um, and it was a total total accident, totally my fault. And she would get really mad and tell her parents. And older younger sister. She's an older sister. Mm-hmm. And they would basically make me pay her back for it or buy her a new whatever. I broke. So from the young age, I was taught to understand value mm-hmm. and responsibility uh, for my actions. And respecting others' things. <laughs> Absolutely. So what was the worst thing you broke and how much did it cost you? Oh, there. Are two, it wasn't like anything huge. It was just always something like a trophy, you know, maybe ate a sandwich in the fridge when I was a kid that was hers. It was like, Jason, you got to get me a new one. It was never... <laughs> Nothing wasn't like nothing you ripped her crazy. clothes and shredded her clothes apart. Well, how would you get the money? No, Did you have an allowance? Be, Did you have an allowance? Yeah, I, I usually earn money for good grades, and I got a lot of good grades. Of course, you did. I'm not surprised. Uh, okay, what's your so money moment? I ask all guests this you know, a time in your life, even though you're 28, you're still young, but um, I'm sure you've had a moment where you felt really proud about a financial accomplishment. Yeah, there are actually two moments, but the story is kind of the same. And one is at Yelp, my job before this, and one is my startup Bestow. And um, for example, at Yelp, I you know started out entry level, and within a year and a half, I made probably six times as much in my second year as I as my starting salary was, something like that. Um, but 
it was pretty much the same story in that I really was terrible at whatever I was doing, both Yelp and my startup, and kind of just put my head down and worked really hard day in, day out, putting in 100-plus hour weeks easily um, and just taking taking nothing for granted, but also just taking it as a given that I'm the worst one in the room <laughs> um, and kind of learning in whatever direction possible from whomever I could find that would be gracious enough to help me and point me in the right direction. And both, both of them within about eight months of just like head down, working really hard, I found a really good rhythm. So, and Yelp, that's, you know, within eight months, that's when I really hit a stride of being much better at my job and, uh, earning a lot more. And for Bestow, yeah, I left my job about, uh, Yelp eight months ago. And within eight months, especially toward that six to eight month, um, mark, I was really starting to hit a stride and starting to move forward with a lot more focus and direction. So a personal question I'm hoping you're willing to share is like when you made the decision to leave Yelp to start Bestow, financially, what made you feel comfortable doing that? Did you have a certain amount of savings? Um, you know, you don't, you don't have to say how much if you don't want to, but maybe even if like I knew I had a year in the bank or I, you know, what did you do to, in order to make that transition financially feasible? It probably wasn't a smart decision, but it ended up well, luckily. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I left. I did have savings for several months. We ended up having to do a big tech build out for a partnership that we secured um, in my first month of leaving there. And I basically took um, all of my savings and spent it within two months to hit our deadline. Wow. So... Did you have this philosophy in your head or this mentality that like I just can't fail because otherwise I'm going to be living in my car or like did that did that was that actually a good pressure maybe? Yeah. How do we do things smarter? How do how how do we stay lean? How do we build the most valuable piece of this that we can build and create enough value um, where we can kind of run as hard as we can? We might be kind of taking a leap, but something will catch us. What's a habit that you practice that helps you with your financial well-being, Jason? So, like I said, most of my money goes toward my business. I'd say the habit is um, really every day figuring out what not to build. You can always build everything in the world, but really just... Strip it down to the most valuable piece that you could build today mm-hmm. and create more value every single day. How do, I, how do I work on this in a way where tomorrow we will be more valuable than we are today? Is that personally difficult for you? Because it is for me. I don't have it figured out yet. What's my one thing? And I think my one thing is that I do many things, <laughs> for, frankly. But uh, is that is that psychologically a challenge for you because you have so many ideas, because you ha- are – I mean, I think that's like a lot of entrepreneurs. They're very ambitious. They think big. So it's a real challenge to be able to say, okay, here's – we're going to eliminate all this. We're going to focus on the one thing. How do you know what does, quote, unquote, add value? Like what is that what, – what do you – how do you identify that? It usually goes like this. I come up with a list of things that we want to build and I set a super aggressive deadline with my team for our next build out. And then they come back to me and say, either it's going to take this much time or if you want to hit your deadline, you have to 
cut some things out. And then I take a look at everything and I'm just forced to decide right then um, what we're going to cut. And mm-hmm. it becomes clear. Also, we design little tech, like we try to design inexpensive tests to see what the most valuable thing is. So like if there's a $5 test that could give me a better insight about a $5,000 spend, uh, I'll run it beforehand to really understand if the value's there. Because then for $5, you might find out that whatever you were, you were going to build really doesn't provide that much value or people wouldn't use it. So you're in Tel Aviv now, right? Yeah. How do you like it there? Did you care that you're going to have to travel to Tel Aviv? Actually, probably good, right? Because that's where you say is the epicenter for uh, fraud detection and things like that. Yeah. I mean, Tel Aviv is a great city. Um, I'm in my my office a lot of the day, which is still kind of like a grungy hipster, but like purposely grungy hipster, but very nice and uh, well thought out architecturally because Barclays built this office for the Barclays Techstars program. Um, but it, it kind of feels similar to the office I would be in, in like we work in New York City um, with the wood paneling. So I'm, I'm here, so I don't even feel like I'm gone when I'm in the office. But the city is a beautiful city. The people have been very welcoming, um, very nice. Uh, there's a lot of talent here, especially cybersecurity talent. It was right. It was the right call at the right time for Bestow. And that's the most important thing to me right now is how do we build a great business that can help a lot of people. All right, Jason, you've been so much fun. Let's have even more fun and do these so many fill in the blanks before I let you go, before I cut you loose back to back to the grind in Tel Aviv. Um, tell me this or finish this sentence. If I won the lottery tomorrow, let's say you won $100 million, the first thing I would do is? I would do the same exact thing I was going to do anyway. I would probably just go to work the next day. It'd probably <laughs> take me a few days to even really realize that I won any money. Yeah. Is this really me? Is it really happening? Uh, when I When I spend money, the one thing that makes my life easier or better is my personal assistant melanie yeah thank you she's a real person or she's a bot she's She's a real amazing person that makes my life better every day it's the best decision i make and what sorts of things that she do for you what does a personal assistant do for you a lot of research helping schedule meetings um she helps align our team we have a team our team expands the globe we're in seven different countries uh, wow. between the team. We have a distributed team and she helps coordinate between all of us. So it's incredibly valuable. So um, quick question. Once you exit this accelerator, does Barclays like own you or do they have any stake, any ownership in the brand, in the company? No. And I don't really believe they want to own the brand. I think that there's more value in keeping us as our brand and providing them a service. Mm-hmm. Um, so I can't talk about what that service is yet, but uh, mm. I'm excited about a lot of different ways that we can collaborate and any kind of ownership decision would be an entirely separate conversation. Gotcha. Gotcha. So there is some collaboration. There is a win for Barclays in all of this other than just um, you know the, the goodwill <laughs> of helping out uh, fledgling startups. When yeah, I... Barclays is trying to find the best fintech companies in the world that can provide value for their customers as well. So it's definitely a value on both sides of the coin. Makes sense. All right. When I splurge, I love to splurge on. 
That's a good question. It's my startup bestow for sure. <laughs> That's your splurge. A hundred percent. Yeah. All right. When, okay. So very, very appropriate to ask you that, to ask you to finish the sentence. When I donate, let's ask you now, when I donate, I like to give to blank because I and it can't it be bestow. <laughs> give me something no, else. No, no. So it's not a charity. We're, we're a for-profit social enterprise, so I can't donate to us. Um, I donate to the American Cancer Society because my dad had cancer and I want it solved mm-hmm. like now. Yeah. <laughs> right now. Right now. Yesterday. Yes. I'm solve with you. This. Please. We've got to solve this. Yeah. Now. That's why my money's going there. All right. When I was growing up, the one thing I wish I had learned about money is? How to make purchases that are actually investments. So give me an example of that. I play a lot of instruments and I bought a lot of guitars growing up. Um, but I didn't always buy the best one to, mm-hmm. uh, add value over time. Uh, like, especially a few of them were kind of just newer guitars. Uh, whereas I could have bought something else that had a similar tone, but was already an investment in a piece of kind of art and history. And last but not least, I'm Jason grad. I'm so money because I'm going to change it to bestow is so money because it's, it's going to become a successful business so that it can continue to change the world for the better. That's it. It's, I love it. I love, I love how it's, yeah, I mean, it's simple. It makes sense. We need more donations, charitable giving in this world. So thank you so much for contributing, um, towards that path. And Jason, we'll be keeping an eye out for you. I hope you get a lot more press than just so money. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you you so much. Thanks, Jason. Well, I know that you're going to do all the work for me. Count me in. Yeah, (laughs) I'm on it. All right. Take care. Thank you. That's a wrap. If you'd like to learn more about Jason and Bestow, the website is bstowapp.com. And Jason is on Twitter at Mr. Jason Grad. All this info back at somoneypodcast.com. And while you're there, click on Ask Farnoosh. Send me your question, your thoughts about money, business, entrepreneurship, parenting, life. I mean, I get every question you can imagine. I try to tackle all of them. Anything goes on this show for the most part. And hopefully we'll connect on an upcoming Friday episode of Ask Farnoosh. Thanks so much for tuning in, everyone. Thanks again to my guest, Jason Grad of Bestow. Check it out. It's definitely cool. And I hope your day is so money. So money.